If you're a man, you don't cry about it. You take life ups and downs. If you're a real man, you never go down, you just stay up. That's why this sports coat costs $800 and that costs $200. And I don't know what that costs, I'd be ashamed to wear it. That's why I'm wearing lizard shoes and a Rolex watch. Important it, snorting it, any competition extorting it, anything I want affording it. Got enough crack to get four to hit Turn a saint to a sinner Lose to a winner Whether old school or a beginner My shit's the best Rick's the best Have your heart beating right out your chest That Rick Flair like Woo! That Rick Flair like This is all I do I got that Rick Flair like Styling, profiling That Ricky make your girl go Have you ever heard the you, do you remember the NW Wolfpack team? Vaguely. Vaguely? Oh, it's but I do better. remember. Vaguely remember it. It's, it's I wanted to, uh, yeah. What? Are you going to put on. that on next? Or are we going to finish the episode with this? <laughs> All right, well, uh, you heard two seconds. We'll finish. <laughs> uh, we'll end the episode on the <laughs> How's it going? Good. Good. Just, um... I felt that we needed to open the episode with the NWO theme. Uh, because? Because um, it's the New World Order, my friend. <laughs> oh, is this, uh, is this It is commentary? upon us. You're making commentary? <laughs> An artistic, yeah, artistic uh, commentary on the current state of the world. Mm. And uh, I was watching an NWO, uh, uh, what's it called, documentary the other night. Like some fan-made YouTube documentary, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he goes through like he's some British geek, and he goes through like the whole setup, like on Monday Night Nitro on fucking June seventh, nineteen ninety-two. I know Scott that Hulk. dude. I know yeah. that dude. Yeah, yeah, he has great <laughs> videos. There's a few of them, yeah. but I know that dude. So I watched his thing on the NWO, and I'm like, this whole like new world order taking like taking control and over like the yeah. entire wrestling I'm like that's that's basically consp- that's uh, that's what they're doing now that <laughs> they've been doing okay they we, we we can get to conspiracy theories and politics in a second but what I'd i will say not. that now looking back oh i thought that's what you were getting into but what what uh what makes me laugh when i look back at the new world order and like all the research I've done on wrestling and everything like that, the new world order, new world order was started by three wrestlers who were already in charge of everything already. And we're at the tip top of wrestling. We're the new world order. Yeah. I mean, we've been controlling you, but this is the new world order. Like if it had been started by like, like, okay. In later on in wrestling, when I wasn't watching as much, right. There were there was this uh, group 
of uh, second and third generation wrestlers uh, called, I forget, I can't remember, but it was Cody Rhodes, who is the son of Dusty Rhodes, right? It was- And Goldust's uh, brother. Yeah, Goldust's brother. And the son of, I think, the million dollar man or whatever, I forget his name, Ted DiBiase. Um, and then oh. one other dude, right? And they were all like the sons of famous wrestlers. And their thing was they were they were taking out oh and like Randy Orton I think was their leader and they were gonna take out like all the old guys like we're the young guys we're the next generation right that makes sense as a new world order the new world order containing Hulk Hogan who is the old world order <laughs> makes no sense now that I look back at it oh and then yeah Kevin Nash yeah. and Scott Hall who were part of the clique controlling everything from the background. That's hilarious that they had the audacity to come up with a group called the New World Order. You're, that's a good observation as far as like, yeah, it should have been a younger crew of dudes. But like yeah. when right before the New World Order started, like Scott Hall and Kevin Nash were um, for you WWF fans, Razor yeah. Ramon and uh, Big Daddy Cool Diesel. Um, <laughs> they were, um, they were the, <laughs> yeah, that's also a great, he had an intro theme song that started yeah. with that big loud horn and then it had like some sort of like harmonica type music to it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I read one of the funniest comments. They wrote like, uh, to that song, if you don't have your girl giving you a lap dance to this, you're fucking up in life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should just celebrate wrestler theme music throughout this entire uh <laughs> <laughs> this this podcast is called Wrestler Theme Music. <laughs> <laughs> a, ce a celebration. Um, but like, what's it called? They were the outsiders. Uh, yeah. Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. And yeah. then they were just stirring up all kinds of trouble uh, in the WCW. They were really there, I guess, to piss off Vince McMahon because yeah. uh, they wanted more money and Vince wouldn't cough up the money. And WCW was trying to be this competition thing. Yeah, yeah. And for a while, man, yeah, I guess they really did rule wrestling with the NWO, yeah. especially. But then there was like way too many members. Yeah. Everybody yeah, they was. Part of <laughs> they changed the WCW to the NWO, and then it had two factions. Yeah, that was a bad move. That was dumb. I'm like, it should be such an elite little group of guys or even like the new world <laughs> new world order <laughs> the more i think about it like yeah you're right it should have been younger guys starting it even the kevin old dudes even yeah, old dude even kevin nash and uh and uh what's his name scott hall naming themselves the outsiders which you yeah. couldn't be more inside than kevin hall <laughs> kevin, yeah. kevin nash and scott hall yeah Totally. They were like everybody's they're like the cool dudes. Like they're they're what's it called? Everybody referred to them, I guess, like in the locker rooms as sort of the um, you know, the guys that were tight with Vince, like while they were yeah, there yeah, for a yeah. while. Now they're tight with this management, which was Eric Bischoff. So I mean they, they just had a thing about them where yeah, they they oh they they fucking make fun of uh Triple H quite a bit. They're like, yeah, he is like right now, whatever position he has in that company. And he's like, but he, they remember a time where Triple H, I guess, used to carry their luggage yeah, through yeah, the yeah. airport, <laughs> which well, is hilarious. Like, because you think about, yeah, 
uh, Triple H is probably like in a higher power position, making a lot more money with, with what he's doing. But there was a time where he was carrying the outsider's yeah, bags. Yeah. Like, you just never get that image out of your mind, I would think, if you're one of the outsiders just thinking, like, yeah, but you, you know, you still carry my bag. Yeah. Except for they have the veiled idea of, no, we're friends in the end. Like, yes, you used to be my bitch, but you were my bit. You know, like, you were my – he was the little friend. But it makes sense. He was younger than all of them, everything. And then they, I heard an interview um, by – do you know who Jim Cornette is? Oh, yeah. Jim Cornette. That guy's uh, great, too. Great, great. Amazing. Every interview he's ever done – is amazing because he just trashes everything he'd never liked about the WWE. Um, he tells you who was a nice guy, who was a piece of shit or whatever. And he basically, he told who was a slut. Like, yeah, he was doesn't a slut. care. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sonny. Yeah. She used <laughs> to get her. <around. laughs> Apparently Sonny. Yeah. Oh, she got her fucking, she get her panties in all kinds of bunches. If you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like that, that weird, I don't know if he's from Georgia or something, but yeah, 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 like, that way yeah, of talking. Like, I, I don't know a single wrestler who ain't been in that. <laughs> You're just like, okay, good, good, Jim. And if um, you ask me, you a dumb fuck if you go in there right now anyway. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's awesome. He is. But he basically, he explained, he told Triple H to his face why he was a fucking idiot. Because do you know about the curtain call? Is that a finishing move? No. Well, I think it is. But the curtain call was uh, a famous moment where um, it's he's speaking about the timeline we are, where Scott Hall and Kevin Nash had decided to defect over to WCW, right? And hmm. and Triple H, obviously, uh, and Shawn Michaels were going to stay. But all of them were friends. They were the clique, Right. Yeah. So they had some big match, which was supposed to be their last match. And, you know, in wrestling, you're supposed to maintain kayfabe, especially back then. Right. Um, so, you know, they're supposed to just even though they're leaving the company, head out cool or whatever. But they decided to, like, hug each other at the end of the match, like the whole click hug each other, even though they were story wise enemies to be mm. like goodbye and, you know, they raised their hands and every, every, all the fans saw it like, oh, okay, we're acknowledging that these guys are actually best friends and they're uh, on their way out like, to say uh, goodbye. Like the Saturday Night Live goodbye. Like yes. at the end of every episode, they just exactly. wave to the crowd. Exactly. They did that. But fucking Vince McMahon got so pissed because back then it was definitely like, don't ever fuck up the storyline. Maintain yeah. kayfabe, as they say. So he got so pissed. And all the wrestlers, they were like, a lot of these wrestlers, they believe in it. Like, you hear about The Undertaker being, like, the fucking master of ceremonies or something like that. Or he was the, the court judge for the locker room. He was pissed. Like, they were all pissed because they're like, you don't fucking do that. Right? So Jim Cornette told Triple H he was an idiot because he's like, these guys basically uh, put you out to be a fool. Because what happened is, he's like, look. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall aren't going to get in trouble because they're leaving. You can do whatever yeah. the fuck you want on the way out of your job. Like, ah, fuck you. Uh, I don't fucking need this place, whatever. Right. Which is basically what they did. So he's like, they're not going to get in trouble. And then uh, Shawn Michaels was the number one guy at the time. He was the champion. Right. So he's like, they're not going to do anything to him. They might get mad at him behind the scenes. But other than that, 
nothing's going to happen to him because he's their commodity, right? He's mm-hmm. like Triple H got put through the ringer for the next like year and a bit, bunch of matches because Vince McMahon was like, yeah, fuck this guy. I can fuck with this guy. So he made him lose. He made him take terrible matches, but Triple H, it was smart. And he took that. Apparently he had to go around and apologize to all the wrestlers for doing it. And then he Mm -hmm. just, you know, he's a, you can tell some people, we see the same thing in comedy. Some people are just, they're business minded. They're not the best. I never thought Triple H was the best. I think a lot of people compliment him because they feel that's what they have to do, you know, like because he's controlling the money, he's controlling the thing, but he's an all right wrestler. He's pretty good, but I didn't give a shit about him really. Um, and uh, he had to go around, apologize to everyone. And then also he just knew business minded. I'm going to make my way back up. I'm going to make my way back up. So he just took all the shit matches and smiled and said, thank you. Until until he married the boss's daughter. That's uh, was kind of ever present in my mind as you're saying all that. I'm like, he did hook up and marry the boss's yeah. daughter. Like at the end of the day, like she must have had some say in like having him no longer be treated like shit anymore. Like just like, but daddy, yeah. I love Triple I love H. <laughs> yeah, and like by then it was post. It was like DX had already been around, so he was like, he mattered. He mattered in the company. It's not like we can't lie and say like, oh, he, uh, you know, he he did this, and that's what brought him to the top. No, he was like a he was like a top five guy at the time, um, from my memory at least. Uh, but still, he was never gonna be Stone Cold or The Rock. Um, or even like he was kind of in the same league as mankind, you know, no insult to mankind, the great mankind. Um, well, mankind had like great matches. Uh, you know, he was the guy who, uh, was super entertaining and, and fucking triple H was entertaining too. Like he was like so much fun to hate. Like he was a good villain. Like he had that face that that sort of like just you just wanted to punch like right in the nose. Yeah. And, yeah. and he and he really leaned into that. So I, I think they were both like I, I think he was a great villain. I don't like him when he's being nice with the fans in a way. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That bugs me. I, I like he's him a bad, better good as a guy. heel. Yeah, he's a better heel. A lot mm. of people were better heels. Like, um, what do you call it? I think. Kane was one of my favorite wrestlers. I always preferred him as a heel, you know? Yeah. I liked him doing evil things just or not even a heel. His best character was not a heel or a thing, was just a a, a fucking force of nature in that like people would point him at things and he would destroy him and that was his point, you know? Yeah. Or he was kind of crazy, so he would fuck up once in a while. But never I preferred him not that he wanted to do bad things. But he's just like, ah, I'm crazy. You know, I'm going to beat you up for no reason. I hate the under... Like, I, I like that there was kind of no point to him. But like a lot of people... Like The Rock, amazing face as well. Because he could be funny and everything. Amazing. But there's a few heel turns for The Rock where... Like, he shits on Toronto one time. Because Toronto is where his famous match with uh, Hulk Hogan happened. Right? And then he decides... Be- like, or they decide as a company or whatever, he's going to turn heel because fuck it. That like, it, 
the, everyone is having this nostalgia for Hulk Hogan. So he like fucking decides. And there's rumors that he decided on a drop of a dime when he came out that, the next night and they, some of them were booing him that he would just said, fuck it, I'm going to be a heel. And then he shits on Toronto. He shits on the city he's in. He starts, yeah. oh, one of the greatest returns ever is he comes back from doing a few Hollywood movies and he knew it was yeah. in the air that people were like, oh, you know, this guy thinks he can fucking leave wrestling and he's Hollywood or whatever. And he decides he's just going to be all Hollywood all the time. Which is the successful yeah. completion of that shit idea of like Hollywood Hulk Hogan, even though all of his movies were box office bombs. <laughs> yeah. But The Rock came back <laughs> talking he's bigger than everyone and he kind of made sense because he was successful. I don't know. Like some people are better heels. Triple H is a better heel. As a face, you're just like, ugh, I get it. The only time I really thought he was cool was, you remember when he brought in the water spitting gimmick oh in his intro like he would get to the ring and he would just spit water yeah. in the air and that was the yeah. first time he came he started coming out to more like rock based uh music and then he had yeah. the oh he had this jacket i'm not gonna lie i thought it was cool was it was it was denim sleeves but like leather like a leather vest on top of it that said Triple H on the back. Yeah, like an old school biker jacket. An old school like, biker jacket. And he would come out in that and then do the water spitting thing. It was after he had been gone for like months. Um, that was the only time I was like, oh, okay, that's that's kind of cool. I liked it better when he came out to like the, the fancy, like almost the wine and cheese party music. And <laughs> the um, when he was actually Hunter Hearst Hunter Hearst, yeah. Hunter <laughs> Hearst Helmsley. Exactly. And he came out with some hot chick. Yeah. And he would just look at the fans with a disgusted look and he would just like <laughs> shoo them away. That was, I love that. I, like, then he started getting more like rock and roll and whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like you have to evolve at, like with your character. His I think that's heavy. what Kane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what the purpose of Kane was is that they needed to evolve. They needed yeah. to keep evolving the Undertaker character. Yeah. So yeah. they gave him a, a red like spandex brother. I always hated Kane's costume. I thought it was like oh so really gay. I, no, I thought, his it was first so costume. Bad. His first costume, yeah, I thought, bad. was amazing. And then when they started showing more and more skin, then I was kind of like, I didn't, I didn't care anymore or whatever. Yeah, it's not so much show more skin, but the design. And I wasn't like oh, a big fan of, I, of I so much it. red. What about I, the mask? I, the mask, I think the first mask was fucking awesome. If I could get a, a hand on one of those masks, I would have that yeah. and I would wear it every Halloween. I'd be Kane. I don't care. I, I I like the uh, the mankind mask better. Oh, the mankind mask is amazing. <laughs> if I could get a mankind mask, I would be mankind. I'm gonna look it up on Amazon right now. If I get a mankind mask. I will wear it on next week's podcast as long as it's like twenty dollars and under. Yeah, that that'd be amazing. I would love for the I'd, you know the, the screen to come on and you're just mankind there, just like. Oh my god! And then you just go around and drink COVID, and people are like, "You have to wear a mask." Oh yeah! You remember he used to talk? Like, he used to talk like that. Oh, oh bitch! <laughs> yeah, he had like a tortured soul thing about him. Like you know, he would start very low, and then he would like. But I liked him right away because he would fuck with the Undertaker. Yeah, like, he yeah. would like interrupt his matches. 
and then shove his like the mandible claw like if people don't know what that is is like it's that famous move that all supermodels do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, he, was, he, was, he was trying to make Undertaker bulimic. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never be able to another meal down again. <laughs> he was so funny. It, it came to the point you had to realize he had to become a comedy character because, yeah. like, at first he's, like, this tortured soul or whatever. And then eventually, like, the more you hear that voice, the more – the Oh, the Rock and Sock connection is one of the greatest things to ever happen to me TV-wise. <laughs> the Rock, oh this God. is your life! <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he had some good matches with The Rock, too. There's one very famous one where yeah, he really shots. fucked Mankind up. Yeah, yeah, that was in that, that like, documentary, badly. too. Uh, like, Behind the Titan Tron, or I forget, or is that Beyond the Mat or something like that? Yeah, I think yeah. it's beyond the mat. And and yeah, he had to apologize for that. Like, no, he didn't have to, but like he felt he had to because he horrified um his his kids and his his wife were there that day. Yeah. Um, and he just he, he I guess he apologized for years, but mankind was like, no, I was actually mad at him for a long time after that. But then you know, rock and sock connection, they became friends, all this kind of stuff, and now they're like forever linked or whatever. But actually, apparently, Mankind is a much closer friend to Stone Cold. Like, him and Stone Cold, Steve Austin, are really close. Yeah. And also, Mankind is apparently a legendary skinflint. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Just, just very cheap. So, apparently. <laughs> really squeezes a dollar. <laughs> yeah. So, apparently, wasn't part of, like, back then, unless you were, like, fucking stone cold at the very top of his thing or whatever you know if you had you had to make it to the shows yourself you know you rent your own cars because you're more like contractors right and you would yeah. book your own hotels and stuff like that well to to save money and this is before social media that he could get into contact with anyone to save money he would somehow get into contact with fans and then sleep on their couch for the night <laughs> how cool would that be i know how how cool like we until had... like it's the morning and you're talking to mick foley and you realize how much of a weirdo he is that you're like <laughs> <laughs> you almost has to ask him to leave like he's just looking he had... at all the pictures on your walls <laughs> but you know he had some... comments about it <laughs> you know he had some fans that like were his go-to's now when he would come back to the city so so like people are like <laughs> they're just trying to live their lives and and the wife is like Dave, is Mick over again? I, yeah. I, I just don't want to say, you know, he was my hero for years, but like, I don't want to say no, but fuck, <laughs> he keeps eating all our Cheerios. I like that he would show up like after the show, so be late, and you just hear like a knock on the door, like, and then Hello? fucking, it's just, yeah, he's just wearing his mankind mask, like in his gym bag with Mr. Socko, just, hi, Brent, remember me? <laughs> I'm going to need to lay on your couch for the evening. Like, <laughs> and that was part of the deal. He has to keep the mankind character going. Like, I, I know if I let him sleep on my couch, I'm like, you could, you could totally crash here, but you have to be mankind. <laughs> you have to drink out of my toilet. Like when I catch you in the bathroom or something, you have to be pulling your hair out for me. Like I, I have, there's a mankind thing listed as greatest WWE promo ever, and I just have want to pass your certification. Oh, fuck, fucking commercials. Uh, he he was great in every way. He evolved. He had so many different characters, 
and somehow it was all part of the story. Like he just used let's, to be Cactus Jack. Like he's the let's only be wrestler. Honest. Dude love was trash. He was trash. <laughs> yeah. But the story behind Dude Love is that's the first character he ever invented. So he knows yeah. Dude Love is trash, I think. But he was like a teenager or something when he invented Dude Love. Like he he looked like such like he was an out of shape guy like yeah, uh, Mick yeah. Foley was always not like a he was a big guy but he was just completely out of shape. Miss, oh, you froze a little bit. Missing Mick teeth. About missing teeth. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, you froze for a second. You said missing teeth. He uh, yeah, he missing part oh, yeah. of his ear. Yeah, bad body, fucking like long ass hair, a beard, looking like complete trash. And dude, love is like this, this sort of like ladies man, yeah. almost like who, like he, he's like a hippie who, who's just surrounded by babes grinding on him and shit. <laughs> so it was just hilarious. Like it just, it was just a funny. He, he was almost like a. He looked like an out of shape, uh, wholesome Charles Manson yeah. type of guy. That's I, uh, what dude love was. I I. What was genius about him having different characters is he was mostly mankind, and then eventually he was just Mick Foley all the time, right? And it, yeah. it became like almost like someone who had personality disorder, and he just had these different people in his head. But what was genius about it is that he would pull it out like if he was like – like you were upping his stats for a particular match. Like, you know, every, you remember every once in a while if he really – like he had a hardcore match and they really wanted to make it look like a big thing he would mm -hmm. decide to come out as Cactus Jack instead because Cactus Jack was his was the more up, hardcore was the more hardcore. Yeah. He worked in Japan. Uh, that's he was Cactus Jack when he did all this crazy stuff. Cactus Jack, yeah. by the way, is like, I think mankind is still my favorite because that was his time in WWF or whatever. Yeah. But Cactus Jack is a cool name. He just had a wanted shirt and that's it. Cactus Jack is a fucking cool character. Well, yeah, I mean, especially because, like, you know, Cactus Jack is, is kind of like one of those, I don't know, it's a, uh, like, an oldie-time Western villain-type name reminds me of. And then his whole gimmick is that he's super hardcore, and he'll fight you with anything. He's got the thumbtacks. He's got the baseball bat yeah. with the barbed wire around it. Like, this guy is there to fuck you up and fuck himself up. Yeah, and yeah, he doesn't like care. He enjoys it. He Mankind was, he was, a was just, like, deranged. Yeah, yeah, yeah Man Mankind was crazy. So he would do weird things and then fight matches a little crazy. Cactus Jack wanted to hurt you and didn't care. He was a kamikaze. Like, he was cool. Um, Who's I he? Oh, list. yeah. Chainsaw Charlie. <laughs> Remember he was like, it was just Terry Funk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Terry Funk was awesome, too. He was just some old man. <laughs> like, with the worst body ever. And he was just taking the worst pain. He was he rocked, dude. Spe speaking of bad body, it's something I never understood. This is a character I never understood, and they brought him back. He was pre my time of watching, but they brought him back a lot. Yeah. I didn't understand, and I'm like, is this guy, is this character supposed to be mentally challenged? I didn't understand it. Was Jim Hacksaw Duggan? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. He would he come out and he would do this, that, yeah. you know, and I didn't yeah. understand what that motion was. <laughs> and with his like fucking two by four. Yes. And he wouldn't really say anything. He would just make like those like retard noises. Yes. Like, <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> what? I didn't get it. Everyone loved him. And I'm like, 
oh, is is it the joke that he's retarded? We're all like, like, is that the joke? I didn't get it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, want... he, I think they liked the two by four, and he would wave the American flag around. Yes. And, what was his know, connection you know, to like, that? I didn't understand. Like, I have is, no clue. Is he America's hero? <laughs> because, like, at the time that he would have been around, they had like eight America's hero. Hulk Hogan was yeah. one of them. I uh, mean, yeah. Any guy that walks down like the runway with an American flag, like you know, they're trying to push him, <laughs> like to be like a, a baby face. The only one that didn't work for, remember Kurt Angle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who was like a who was like a legitimate, <laughs> legitimate. like wrestling athlete, gold wrestling medal athlete, winner, um, gold yeah, medal gold winner, medal American winner. hero. <laughs> And they're like, no. And wrestling fans chanting, you suck. You suck. And then we're going to lean into it and make you some drill, some milk drinking pussy. <laughs> he, he would drink milk all the time. It didn't make sense. No. But, like, it, uh, and I love that his theme song was so like American hero ish. Yeah. And, and there comes a part where the the song is like dun 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 dun, and the wrestling fans would chant wait, at that part, "You, you suck. suck, you suck." You so suck. they made, yeah, they made it part of his theme. <laughs> oh, but, I love that so much. Like wrestling but, fans in our own way are genius. Great, they are. I I would love to know. Like, did you ever hear the rumor? Which I don't know if it was ever true. Is that they would pump in certain chants or something like that they would try to push the audience to do something that was a rumor i used to hear that it's like okay if they wanted to get a chant going that would be like the new thing they would i don't know if they had agents in the crowd do it or if Mm. they like you would hear it on speakers or something and people would start cheering but that's what i used to hear but i never confirmed it i've actually never heard of that Uh, i wouldn't be surprised there was a few, I remember they were like wrestling rumors. Most of them I found out weren't true. Like there used to be the conspiracy theory that the Undertaker we have, that we see his face a little more, we know him. That's a different guy than the first Undertaker from back in the day who used to wear a mask. So they, really? there was a rumor that he had switched, like there was like, you know, this is the new Undertaker. Mark Calloway is the new guy, but there was a guy. And the what I found out later, what sparked it is because they did that with Diesel. So that made people yeah. suspicious of a bunch of like iconic wrestlers that had a character. Like you can't switch out Stone Cold Steve Austin because you see his face all you know. But any character that you could kind of hide it and fake it, the Diesel switch is what kind of set that off, basically. I remember, like, yeah, when Scott Hall and Kevin Nash went to WCW, they, um, what's it called? They were, like, they were worried about uh, Scott Hall because his first few appearances, like, on WCW, he was kind of doing the Razor Ramon character almost. Like, yeah. he would throw the toothpick and be like, oh, Chico type of guy. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. Um, what's it called? So Vince McMahon's is sort of, like, kind of, like, stick it to them in a way that yeah he got and he owns the rights to that whole character yeah so he brought out a fake razor ramon oh yeah yeah. fake diesel remember the fake razor ramon and fake diesel i remember fake diesel that's what i'm talking about do you know who fake diesel was what was this no what was who was he before no fake diesel 
is Kane. Yeah. Glenn Jacobs, Kane, right. is, is fake Diesel. Kane played a few characters. He played yeah. – he, 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 uh, because he's my favorite wrestler, um, sort of. I kind of look back uh, – this isn't my next question about wrestling, but uh, I'll move into that. But uh, because Kane was my favorite wrestler, I knew he was um, – yeah, he was fake Diesel. He was uh, – uh, what was that dentist character? It's fucking, fucking with me now. He had a dentist character. Oh, uh, right. Fuck. Yeah, I do vaguely remember, and it was just the the dentist drill noises when he was coming yeah. down the. Uh, um, I'm, I gotta look it up. It's gonna bother me. Um, and then before the dentist character, Doctor Isaac Yankum, DDS, because he would yank <laughs> teeth. Doctor Isaac Yankum, and he had bad teeth. That was the funniest part. Is like they they would like black his teeth. You know that sharpie trick where it yeah, makes yeah, it look yeah. like your teeth are dead or whatever, um, or missing. He had that. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Isaac Yankum. It was a shit gimmick. And the funny part is, yeah. like, everyone knew it was a shit gimmick, except for, like, you know, Vince McMahon every once in a while has his genius idea. And they're like, this guy's fucking amazing. He has a great history in wrestling. You know, he's been to Japan. He's been to wherever, right? Like, you could do something. He's This guy's, like, almost seven feet tall. And then he's like, well, we'll make him a dentist. A dentist. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. And then yeah, before that, he likes going to the dentist. <laughs> uh, and then before that, and you could almost hear Vince McMahon rationalizing that character. Yeah. As to why well, I don't like the dentist. Life. Who nobody likes Do the you dentist. You like the dentist? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Jim, <laughs> you like the dentist? Well, no, I don't. <laughs> um, and then before that, he was the Christmas creature. The Christmas creature, which was essentially they took. Uh, Glenn Jacobs, and they wrapped him in a green costume and had attached like Christmas balls to and stuff. And he would fight. It was the Christmas creature. How does that? How does that character work in June? Like... I don't know. Here it, it's like here it's June in Texas. It's yeah, like five hundred degrees outside, and you're the Christmas creature. I don't right. know. It, it um, doesn't. I. I was going to ask you this. So this was my question. I was kind of alluding to. So at the time when I was a kid, Kane was my favorite wrestler because, and it makes sense. Now I look back, uh, apparently when it came out and this is probably what you didn't like about his costume, but apparently they wanted him to look kind of superhero ish, even though he was going to be a malevolent like character is they wanted it to be like a, a superhero costume almost. Right. But it makes Mm -hmm. sense. He was like this other worldly character he looked like, like he came from yeah he looked like he came from hell basically yeah and he could do shit that didn't make sense like start fires out of nowhere and stuff he had powers so he was my favorite and then and then also i just like that he like you just knew if you were watching wrestling you knew if kane was in a match he, he might lose but he always had to be cheated out of a loss or something or something dastardly because otherwise it didn't make sense he was better than everyone that's the that's kind right. of what they sold him as like if he was in a match he would win unless you find a way to like, he gets distracted or something like that. But really he was an unstoppable monster. Right. So yeah. I love them. But my question is he was my favorite, but now that I'm older, I've rewatched it and stuff. I've changed my mind. Mm-hmm. So my question is, are there, maybe you haven't changed your mind on your favorite wrestler er- ever, but are there any wrestlers that you look back after rewatching clips after thing? And then you realize I should have, this guy should have been my favorite or one of my favorites. He was amazing. Yeah. Um, 
like growing up, you you kind of attach yourself to you know the the Randy Savage or Hulk yeah, Hogan, yeah, yeah. sort of like you know you, you just the obvious. But player. I was always yeah, but I was always into villains personally. Yeah. Villains were always my favorite since I was a little kid. So I like the Undertaker because because just... you're a villain to a lot of people. <laughs> I'm not saying you're well, a villain. I wanted to add that at the end. You're not a villain. I like you. We're friends. You are a villain to other people, though. Yeah. Everyone is a villain to somebody, right? There's people who don't like me, but you're a villain to more people than <laughs> what you should be. You know what? Like, what's funny about you saying that is that in one of our last episodes, you're talking about how comedians, uh, male comics, or whatever, get a little bit too touchy and huggy and shit. Yeah, and yeah. The, I love you. And I'm like, yeah, no comic has ever done that to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like, connecting. Sager, yeah, Sanger is a much more likable person. There, like they want to hug. So I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't get that. <laughs> that That's that so funny. For me. That's so funny. You have and, a completely um, different experience than me. All right, but go, yeah. go with. But the, yeah, like I was saying, just uh, the Undertaker was first my favorite, but now rewatching, my favorite should have been Goldust. Yeah, uh, he is the master. Of, like to me, he is the greatest. Yeah. My favorite antagonist, the biggest weirdo. He would make me howl on the mic. I thought his wife, Terry Runnels, was the hottest oh, chick yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, she was. She was nice. She wasn't my favorite, but she was she, nice. Yeah, yeah. She, there, she had a little bit of an ugly thing to her, but yeah, that I liked was, a lot. Yeah. No, there's, there's I, that. I, I don't know. Some girls have like an ugly feature to them that you're like, that's adorable. That That's ugly, so hot. yeah, that exactly. ugly like nose of yours, ugly face. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that droopy eye of yours is is adorable. Yeah. I just want to pull it off her face <laughs> and just do the thumb thing. Oh, yeah, oh, got your big big <laughs> got nose. You got <laughs> you got to extend got your, your thumb out longer than usual. Oh, yeah, oh. got your imperfection. Oh, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Obviously, Goldust. I mean, we've talked about Goldust before. One I look back, I wish would have been my favorite wrestler, uh, is the Godfather. The Godfather was a great <laughs> Papa Shango. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was he was Papa Shango before. It was and then Papa he was the Shango. Godfather, and then uh, like he would come out with, I guess in tons story, of, tons of hookers, his prostitutes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I couldn't believe when I look back and I was like, I was like 10 watching this guy come out. He's like, here, here. He won't say the word the prostitutes. He'll say hoes. The whole train. Yeah. But he had a great move. He would throw you into the turnbuckle and then go like this. Yep. Do the whole train yeah. and then slam you. <laughs> yep. And then he was, he was like awesome. best friends with Val Venus at times because Val Venus was, <laughs> was a porn star. <laughs> was a porn star. <laughs> quasi would hit on everyone's girls and sisters can can we please play a little bit of uh uh, val venus's theme music yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) which he was actually and then you know what he became uh he ended up becoming so kane kane glenn jacobs is very intelligent financially right and he's the mayor now of some yeah, place. Yeah, he's the right? mayor of Knox County, right? I know everything about Glenn Jacobs. <laughs> he is my favorite wrestler. In the end, I can't deny it. Even if I look back and I wish other wrestlers were my favorite, like fucking Farouk Let's is be amazing. Honest. Mayor, mayor of Knox County, 
is a pretty great wrestling gimmick. <laughs> like, <laughs> he came out like, I'm going to pass the law that I could kick your ass or something. Like, he would, that would he'd be, be made, he would make like an incredible mayor character. Yeah. He just comes out with his sash over him, just beating people up with a book. <laughs> But uh, anyway, let's let's uh, let's listen to good old Val Venus. So Val, so I was gonna say about Val Venus connect that is that Val Venus learned a lot from Kane and ended up becoming I think his own like little financial uh, intelligent guy. And he's a they're both libertarians uh, politically, mm. which is like some weird like not weird, but it's like something where you, I guess you're kind of Republican but less of an asshole, um, but you just believe in financial freedom, I guess, or something like that. I don't know. But anyway, here's uh, here's classic Val Venus music, which I did love Val Venus at the time. I did love Godfather and Val Venus. I knew as a kid, like I'm like ah, they're <laughs> they're creeps. Um, I've but you know who the so original right. creep was? The original creep, Rick Rude, ravishing Rick Rude. Rick Rude. Yes, he would bring a lady up on to the, to the to the ring. And lay her down, and he would stand over her with oh. his like arms like behind yeah, yeah, yeah. And his do the, back, and he would start grinding his. Yeah, he had over. the perfect ab. <laughs> which I, I'm yeah, glad you awesome. said he would bring him down to the ring because I almost didn't make fun of you for this. You referred to uh, I think mankind coming down the runway earlier, and I'm like, Fuck, <laughs> you think they're models, you loser? <laughs> a, well, he does stick his finger down the ramp, <laughs> you, you man lover. The runway, <laughs> come down, big boys. <laughs> Model mm -hmm. that stuff. Strike a pose. There's nothing to it. Mm. <laughs> the yeah, I fucked yeah. up. Okay. All right, here's Val Venus. <laughs> Hello, ladies. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing character. Underrated. Like... Like, that should just play in 14-year-old boys' bathrooms when they're gelling their hair. Like, just, like, just getting ready to go to a movie. Remember going to a movie at 14 was just like, oh, shit, I might, I might hold a girl's hand tonight or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, 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 I just think, like, there's certain characters like Val Venus and Godfather and stuff like that where I can't even remember if they ever won a match. And I'm not saying they always lost – but them and their matches were completely unimportant to me. I wanted to see them on the mic. I wanted to see them harass people. I just, and I say people, yeah. women. Like I wanted, like they were so funny that like their matches were inconsequential to me. I'm sure they were great wrestlers. Both of them had been wrestling for a long time. Uh, Papa Shango for for years. Like they, it was great. But I didn't care. Like, you put them in a match, Val Venus and Godfather in a tag team match. I only cared is because they would often, like, at their <laughs> matches be like, winner of this match gets to take home Terry Ruddles or something like that. Because apparently they could be bought yeah. with matches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was the same way. There's some matches that you had no, no interest invested in it. You just want to see them on the mic or come down yeah. the ramp. Sorry, the ramp. <laughs> and um, <laughs> the, the runway. What's it called? Uh, you know, but as far as like if they won or not, like who gave a shit? They were just <laughs> fun to watch. <laughs> like, okay, I gave a shit in the moment that I'm watching the match. Like if I liked Val Venus and he was facing, I don't know, Steven Richards or something like that, I'd be like, yeah, Val Venus or whatever. And you hope he wins, right? Just to watch it. 
But the second it's over, it was in. It didn't matter. Didn't matter to the storyline if he won. It didn't. He wasn't going to become a contender. Any of that. Like, could you imagine they made Val Venus the top wrestler? Like he was like you couldn't beat him, and yet at the same time, like he has to. When you're on top, you have to talk about being the best, right? But Val Venus doesn't care about that. He just. I'm guessing if if this was real, if this was, wrestling was real, right? I would assume. Like, try to picture Val Venus as a UFC wrestler. I would assume all this he does is only to pay his income required to wine and dine and have sex with women and be famous. He wants to be a little famous so that, like, women are after him. I would imagine if he was a real person, that's all he cared about. He didn't care about being UFC champion. That's a fair assumption. I mean, the guy comes to the ring in a towel – and and then removes it like he's stripping. <laughs> so you know what? I think he, you know, I think that belt is just a little bit too much clothing for a guy like that. I know this means nothing, but if we could get it together, all fans of Val Venus ever, I will personally give. I'll go with two hundred dollars, right? <clears throat> and then and then, but what I'm saying is, all fans. So if you do it, and then everything, we get up to like we're giving this person like. $10,000, right? If a UFC fighter will come to the ring playing Val Venus's Val- music <laughs> and come out in a towel, like... Yeah. Like, if he came out to that and then in a towel yeah. and then rubbed it on his ass and then swung it and then threw yeah. it into the crowd with women, I would yeah. personally... I know $200 isn't a lot, but, like, if fucking... I don't know. Cowboy hey, some of these... came out like <laughs> well some of these young fighters man need the money <laughs> somebody <laughs> might no but i need it on big television that's my only problem I, a young fighter who does need the money would take it like if you and i just gave 400 together he would take it and do it right but no i yeah. need it on like the next ufc event maybe not the main card but one high up i would love it that that would be a lot of fun. That guy would instantly become. I'd follow him on Instagram. Yeah. I'll say that much. <laughs> uh, um, we did vaguely because we were talking about NWO. Uh, we did vaguely talk about uh, or mention uh, conspiracies. Um, did you hear that uh, the RCMP uh, took down a uh, uh, revolutionary within our own country? I, I did hear about this. It is. Um, I've been following the story closely. <laughs> right. So you messaged me. Yeah. I think yesterday or the day before, with a news article about a uh, friend of a friend of ours, I guess, or an acquaintance. Um, and how about you? You just tell us about I, I, this. I'll say. A, yeah, I'll say a friend of mine. A friend. Okay. Um, what's it called? Oops. One moment. Yeah, that's all right. That's that, that's the conspiracy there. It's uh, they <laughs> yeah, they're know what shutting I'm about you down. <laughs> 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 I okay. This character, um, you know, is is uh, now infamously known, I guess, in uh, in Toronto. Yeah. And uh, for vandalizing the cenotaph, which I did uh, not wrote. know. I didn't know. Did you yeah. know you did that? Oh yeah, I knew that. Yeah. I, I was at a show in a backyard with him. And uh, we were sharing a joint. And I remember at one point I was sharing it with them. And I just thought, 
uh, I'm just hanging with a cenotaph vandal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm in the company of infamy, <laughs> but what's that? <laughs> I, so I want some background. This, if you look up in the news, there's a guy named uh, Thomas Christian Zog, Z-A-U-G-G, in case you want to look it up, who was a former uh, or comic or whatever that we knew in the city and later discovering and he talked about it once in a while while he was on stage that he was nuts i can't remember what he i think he was schizo technically uh uh, uh is what he yeah said i'm not he too was, sure um, what i think it was schizo yeah. i can't remember but he used to say what he was like he like i'm not we're not just being assholes he used to say like i'm bipolar or i'm schizo or something like that like he had and he was supposed to be on medication i guess or whatever and he kind of spiraled and i guess that cenotaph thing i didn't hear about but he spray painted the cenotaph at city hall or whatever or uh thing and i had actually heard from other another comedian who he was friendly with that like contacted him to be like hey can you vouch for me that i'm not like insane or i forget what it was because he called him from a mental institution to be like "Ah, yeah tell them i'm a normal guy and he's like uh uh, well, you know, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I mean, I don't like people like I think over exaggerate uh, a lot of things about him. I mean, yeah, he's there's me personally. I could only talk about anybody who says yeah. he said this to me. He did that. It doesn't mean anything to me. Like yeah, yeah. it's like the way you conduct yourself with me. That's what yeah, sinks my, in. I'm like my to experiences me, every are very time positive. I've seen him. Every time. Yeah. Every time I've seen him, it's not like, oh, I just met him once and he was nice. No, like we would like hang out at a couple times in front of Vapor Central. Um, I, I saw him on the subway. We talked there. Yeah, talked yeah, at yeah. Shows that backyard thing. Always nice, cool, reasonable guy. He's not some crazy lunatic, no. but I mean, he, uh, you know, he has real beliefs, like deep beliefs that he, I guess, really, what's it called? fights for and allows him to maybe do things that others consider crazy so you know he spray painted the shit but he didn't get caught he yeah. he just admitted it he just came out and said yeah i did that so it's just like he's not a people will, oh what a piece of shit for doing it. like you could just wipe that okay, shit off that, with a power hose yeah i don't care about that. It's, it that, takes two seconds to do that, that so people and, are like what a motherfucker and that bullshit about like but he okay. like admitted it like okay if there's a statue of martin luther king somewhere and you spray paint over that some race. You are a piece of shit. I get it, right? But this idea that some politician, I don't even know what the statue is, but like in protest to politics in general, you have to understand that's not, you're not a piece of shit for that. Like, he, he like, was protesting the Don Cherry firing. Uh, yes, basically. which is hilarious because wouldn't you, like, I don't know, spray paint the Hockey Hall of Fame or something like that? I don't know. <laughs> no, the Senate. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, for more background is, so when I met him, I don't know how, when I met him, he was, at, it was at a comedy show, uh, probably an open mic. Uh, he, I was introduced to him as George McKenna, not as Thomas Zog. He used to go by George McKenna. Which was like him. a homosexual character, right? I think so. I think he, he was would, doing like a gay. He was that. doing this weird gay character with. Oh, so George he's not McKenna. gay. I don't think. I don't know. Because uh, yeah, you're right. I, I that... forgot about that. He used to talk about that, or like he was bi. He was. I know when I met George McKenna, he was a bi dude 
who would talk about being a little like having mental issues or whatever. But otherwise, when I would talk to him, yeah, he was a bit like you could catch a little, you know, like uh, uh, there was like a tone to him or whatever that you knew. Okay, he's not making this shit up. But other than that, like one time I ran into him on a fucking streetcar and he was just talking about how he was trying to get into uh, duct work like working in heating and air conditioning or something like that. And he was trying to take orders. Very normal conversation. Nothing weird about it at all. Um, he was a little fed up with comedy and stuff like that, but he was talking about that. Another time I saw him uh, at Caravana, but not inside, like on the way there. He was, uh, he could play guitar. So he was just like playing for money. Um, again, he was like, mm-hmm. hey, or whatever. I'm like, oh man, have fun or whatever. Nothing. So all my personal interactions with him, were normal with an understanding that I could kind of see a little craziness behind just a, a dusting, you know, but that's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Him and I always got along. When I saw this article though, it was post like me hearing about that other comic who would like talk to him while he was in this mental institution, you know, and he, and that comic didn't believe he was, that comic was big on like, Hey, people talk shit about people. I'm not going to believe anything. This guy's nice to me. Right. And he, so he didn't want to yeah. believe like all the, like he's crazy or anything. It wasn't, it was only after that he started getting calls from the mental institution that he's like, Oh fuck. Uh, Thomas Zog is crazy. And I'm like, yeah, I know everybody knows, but nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not so nice because uh, uh, did you read the whole article? What happened? I read m- most of it after I sent you. Yeah. So did I, after I read that one part, I, I was just too busy laughing. <laughs> uh, that I just had to send. <laughs> I just sent it over in the. I, I had to send it. To, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm done with this article. It's not going to get better. No, um, no. It's but basically, he's been re he's been rearrested uh, for as they put it, making online threats. Yes, and um, in Saskatchewan, which I don't know if that, I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know, I don't know if that somehow there. violates. I don't know if that somehow yeah. violates his conditions or whatever. But well, uh, yeah, they got him for that. And there well, was like it, a big standoff, I guess, between police and him. Yeah, because he had barricaded himself in. inside and and said he had weapons. Like his, his, I guess, posts or whatever suggested he had weapons inside. So I don't know. I was reading the article. They never mentioned that if the cops actually found like, you know, a fucking a 22 on him or anything like that. I, don't, I think it was just he would say <laughs> things. <laughs> it's probably like a slingshot. Yeah. They're just like, I yeah, like, you're not allowed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we, we we recovered uh, a, a slingshot in a rock uh, that is uh, illegal. Uh, it can cause COVID. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's there's something odd about his whole arrest. It's kind of, there's something vague about it. Okay. I mean, they're not really saying what the threats were. So yeah, it, I but I so the thing is, I had heard about him that like making threats online like somebody that's the thing the comedy community is very like we're doing it right now to be fair is very gossipy like you hear some shit and you're like oh did you hear about this person or whatever um so somewhere along the lines i had heard that you know he he like that's why he was in that institution is he had made threats to someone or something like that right um Mm. so somewhere along the line i heard he does make online threats i what i do know like law wise or whatever um, if the RCP looking at you, it's probably threats to politicians or something like that um, that they have to take seriously, I guess. 
Um, I did read that in one of his videos, because he was like posting videos all the time. That's the thing. They say online threats, but they don't mean like he was messaging QAnon or, or, or whatever, Antifa or something like that, and they discovered the emails or something. No, he was posting hour-long videos talking about what he was going to do. Like with his yeah. face. So the RCMP mm -hmm. must have been like, ah, oh, fuck, okay, we have to go, right? And apparently he had a, I'm reading this, in some of the videos he would show he had a rifle and he had a crossbow. Mm. So he was going <laughs> to, those were Badass. his weapons, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have a, a quote, because we don't want to misquote him or anything. Um, we want to Yeah, we need sure to... He we was need a to friend. Make sure that people and this is I gotta say he was a a, a comedian. Uh, some people weren't fans of his comedy, whatever. Yeah. I personally thought he was funny. I thought he was funny um, sometimes. And, you know, he and wasn't this perfect. Is, and this following quote, you'll understand why. Yeah, he says, uh, "You are blindly following orders like Nazis, communists, all the things you that you claim to stand against. You are a disgrace." Which. Mm -hmm. Actually, you know what I, is not even an unreasonable thing to say. No, I agree with with that. With that quote, I agree with personally. But it's the one where uh, somebody talks about him being in Kensington Market, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like uh, a regular at Kensington Market that that had me howling. As far as like that's, I'm sorry, like super fucking funny. <laughs> I I said it to you. Read the big red circlet. I said. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Let me let me read that. Um, oh yeah, I was actually just reading this. Uh, Kevin Metcalf. Metcalf said Zog had been known for walking around Kensington Market dressed as a wizard while making anti-Semitic remarks. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and I I couldn't stop laughing. And here's my thing. That. My, here's my thing with him. I would almost be with him. Obviously not the threats, right? Let's put that aside, right? And let's know that a lot of this is based on his crazy bias, right? But just down the middle, if you take like what he said about like, I do think sometimes people like act like they're anti-fascist and then say and do fascisty things, right? You know, because in they don't want people's feelings hurt. So they want to like control what you say and stuff like that. I get that. But then the note of like him saying anti-Semitic things in Kensington Market, I'm like, that's where they all like, why? <laughs> like, why? But while dressed like a wizard, I can picture with like while a big pointy like a hat and these giant sleeves with like <laughs> Disney stars all over it or whatever. Shouldn't laugh, but come on, dress like a wizard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just like, you know, the Jews control the media. <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> Blacks commit the most crimes. Bippity boppity boo. Bippity boppity boo. <laughs> 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 Fucking That's Voldem hilarious. Voldemoron. Uh, <laughs> oh, just, my God. Dressed yeah. as a wizard. I can't believe that. And, like, I have to think again, I was friendly with him, right? If I had seen him walking around like that, do you think, like, I, I the weird thing is I think he would have, like, been doing all that shit and then seen me and been like, oh, hey, Sanger, how's it going? 
you know, how's the girlfriend? You know, like acted normal all of a sudden. I would love it if like he tried to order online a grand wizard like costume <laughs> and instead got like a like a magical he got wizard a regular costume. wizard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for a KKK costume. So exactly. he typed grand wizard costume and then he's so crazy he doesn't know the difference. So he got yeah, it and still he just wore put it. That on. <laughs> oh I guess I guess this is what they wear. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just staring in the mirror, like while the whole outfit's on, just going, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why the beard was attached, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he puts the fake white beard on. <laughs> fake white beard. He doesn't understand. He's like, do they all wear this under the hood, I suppose? Well, the, the beard is white, so I guess that makes sense. <laughs> um yeah it's you know what i wish him the best hopefully they get him on some regulating meds uh you know that brings him down a little bit he can have his opinions uh probably not anti-semitic opinions but his opinions um but hopefully it brings him down a little bit i don't know what they're gonna do um but uh, yeah i it's it sounds bad, but I couldn't have been happier to read that. It, it was like, <sighs> oh yeah, no, that gave me too much joy. Just that that line, I'm always gonna like dress like a wizard, saying anti-Semitic shit. Like it's just the visual, and, and imagining him in the, the outfit is even funnier. But it's just like uh, this these arrests, like with the online threats and the vandalism. Like I just hope that this guy doesn't end up having to do like he needs help like he's he's a guy yeah yeah he needs help like he needs help he's he's a nice guy like like i when i talk to him it's very friendly i don't know like he doesn't he, he just seems like a guy who you know is again like it's hard to fucking say because he he believes in what he believes and you know he he sees the world a certain way and how do you really fucking change that i think that the way he sees the world plays into his personality a lot yeah. so how are you going to sedate this guy? Like, he's always going to sort of be that way. How are you going to unconvince him of what he thinks he knows? So I, I just really sincerely hope that he fucking, you know, uh, gets through this shit yeah. and figures out a more better way to put out what he believes a little bit better so the cops don't fuck with him. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's all. And also, the thing about believes, like, I'm not denying any conspiracy theory. Well, I'm not going to say that. There's probably some that are lazy conspiracy theories that don't have any merit to them but i'm not denying conspiracy theories or anything like that but i will say the stuff that we say he believes he's a crazy person right or well he has mental issues or whatever you want to call it right that unfortunately in the world today the internet is a fucking rabbit hole that you can go deeper and deeper into and then you talk you watch videos of other crazy people online who are like thing and then you can sit there and watch Alex Jones for eight hours straight and then come out with it thinking certain things. So like if the world wasn't what it is right now, maybe Thomas Zog would have been a lot more normal or he would have fixated on something else like rock collecting. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but we do have a bit of a rabbit hole internet that like, who knows if he would have even believed this stuff if he didn't like, you know, also, I'm not too certain that this is a problem with the internet. Um, 
you know, hole, I guess. But I, I doubt that the RCMP or whatever law enforcement saw these videos. I think somebody snitched on them. Yeah, I yeah. think somebody, For I sure. think people are getting too comfortable with snitching on one another. And it's just like, unless Thomas Zog, like, was making direct threats to you saying, like, I'm going to come to your house. This is the address. Here's my gun. I'm going to kill you. You know, that's like okay i gotta call the cops this guy said he's gonna try to kill me but if he's just like making an hour-long video and he's just basically saying how he's like armed and he's ready to protect himself and you know he would fight for this kind if he's saying all this shit and you take it as oh he's gonna go shoot people up and you're just snitching on him just because you hate him or because you think you're saving lives i mean you know I, will, I don't know. I will disagree. That's just, that, just, that just needs to fucking stop, the whole snitching. Okay, I will disagree slightly only in the that, okay, it depends what he was saying in his videos. Because if he was saying he's going to shoot people up and right. then he's showing a rifle in the video, yeah, I, I think, I don't know. You, you, it's I, not like you could call him directly and say, you should reconsider. If you don't know him and all you know about like very limited things is that he's crazy, yeah. he's got a weapon and he's saying this, I get that somebody can say, yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Holy shit. Like, is this real? Like, I got yeah, somebody know I get about that, that. But I've yeah. never seen the videos. I've seen some of his videos. Uh, I don't watch all the, the whole thing, but uh, he, he does, he, he tries to like have a, like a, 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 he's not like a raving lunatic type of guy when he's talking. He he sounds yeah, yeah. very well spoken. He he tries to back up what he's saying with this and that. It, conspiracy theories that he believes he's not like saying you know the moon is fake or he's not saying all these like out, like the earth is flat. He's talking about like governmental like 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 deep like researched shit that's going and he's like this is what's worrying him so when he brings up like you know our, our whatever amendments are under attack you know china's basically you know taking over canada when he's saying all it's like this is all true like th this is sort of the truth but you know it's such a real threat to him that it alters his behavior to the point where it makes people uncomfortable but so i mean i feel bad for him really sincerely do because like you know, it's it's got to be yeah. just so hard to live, like, just to live, try to live a regular life in a world where you think communist China is going to come, you know, eat your dinner. It's, it, it is worrisome. And, and that's what he has been focused on this whole time. And, um, but at the end of the day, him and his bow and arrow and his rifle, like, yeah. if all this shit was true and, the, and, and China was coming after us and the Canadian army and government is helping them enslave Canada, if, if that was all true, you're, you're, all you're going to do with your weapons is maybe have a, uh, an honorable death in terms of they're coming for you, you shoot at them, they shoot back, they kill you. Yeah. And, and that's, I, you're a martyr in that and sense. That, and I guess that's a dream in a weird way. Um, I will say uh, Thomas Zog on YouTube little he has released i have not watched but uh it's killing me because if you see his youtube picture like if you have a youtube account like for us it's our goblin and ogre logo if you have youtube he has the nicest picture up it's just his face and he just has a, a little smile like hey i'm thomas zog hey were you about to 
Say a cute little smile. You yes, a cute. Idiot. I was gonna say a cute little smile. <laughs> <laughs> you caught that. I stopped myself because I'm like, ah, that's not. That's oh, <laughs> not what I'm trying to put across. Go but, pay him a conjugal visit, you homo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I will say, there's a five-hour and 50-minute video he has posted. I haven't watched it. This is probably a bunch of nonsense and crap or whatever. But still. Uh, it's titled the title is great you can't you have to at least say this he has great titles he writes the raging hypocrite part de he's he, instead of saying <laughs> part two he changed it to the raging hypocrite part de and then so the like genius part shots. is i looked yeah. at the rest of his videos going back in time there's no raging hypocrite part one <laughs> like there's it's no raging part hypocrite de. part un. There's just raging hypocrite part der. He starts at number two. There's no raging hypocrite numero uno. <laughs> he does a different language every time. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's end with wishing uh, Thomas Zog all the best. Um, and uh, we, uh, we're you're still gonna get your final thoughts. But as you finish your final thoughts. I'm going to play the NWO Red, NWO Wolfpack theme. And before mm-hmm. you say your final thoughts, I want to remind everyone when they hear this, uh, this was by a couple of 40-year-old men, uh, white men, who in- decided to make this their theme. And they used to come out wearing uh, extremely baggy fubu clothing uh, all the time. Uh, why don't you give us your final thought, Or do you want to hear the music and then just end on your final thoughts? I'll let you decide. Yeah, let's do it in a way where the uh, the theme plays uh, low enough so you could still hear me, and okay, then we'll, gotcha. we'll, we'll outro like that. Gotcha. All right, this is by uh, two middle-aged men who d- who call themselves the Outsiders. Yes. All right, people. You ever feel like an outsider? Our boy Thomas Zog sure did. And I just gotta say something. Thomas Zog, wish you all the best. Everybody else who hates on Thomas Zog, just watch his five hour video. Part two. Shit like you. Can I see you again?